0: Good morning, everyone. Good morning. morning. I am so excited to be here with each and every one of you. We have had a wonderful week. In fact, wonderful is an understatement. We have had an amazing, marvelous, celebratory week learning about Jesus Christ. And so I'm so excited to be here again with you boys and girls once again, and then with extended friends and family as well. I'm so excited. Shall we bow our heads for a word of prayer? Dear Father, we're just so excited to be here today. We thank you for this time and for this moment. We ask for forgiveness of sin, and we ask for the outpouring of your Holy Spirit, Lord. We pray that you would speak, that you would be seen, and that you would be glorified and that hearts will be joined closer in fellowship to you. We love you, we praise you, we thank you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Now, church, family, we've had a wonderful week. And so briefly, I will just review what we've studied this week. So on Monday, we learned that the Bible shows us the way to trust. And remember, boys and girls, we learned that who was the only person The only human being in recorded history to ever walk on water. Say his name. What's his name? Peter. Exactly. Because Peter trusted Jesus, he's the only person known in history to walk on water. And for all time, people have been trying to walk on water. They have made special shoes and done many different things, but no one else has been able to walk on water, no other human being. So Jesus, who is God, fully God and fully man, he walked on water. And then Peter, because he trusted Jesus, was able to walk on water. Don't try it at home, boys and girls. We said that. Jesus told Peter to walk on water. He's not calling us to do it, so don't try it at home. So that's what we learned on day one. On day two, what did we learn? We learned that the Bible showed us the way to love. Very good. And we learned about the fact that in biblical times, when Jesus got down to wash the disciples' feet, it was a big deal. Now today, when we wash one another's feet, our feet are clean, right? We've had a bath, and our feet are very clean. But in biblical times, people's feet were very dusty because they wore sandals. And although they did have a paved road, Many of the roads were dusty and they had rocks. And so what would happen to feet, Easton? Very good. People's feet would be dusty and scraped up. Many times there were rocks on the road. And so sometimes a person's feet would be filled with cuts by the time they had walked for days or weeks to get to their destination. And so when Jesus got down to wash the disciples' feet, he was dealing with stinky, dirty feet. But because of his love, he did it. And so we learned that Jesus shows us the way to love one another. And then on day three, what did we learn on day three, boys and girls? The Bible shows us the way to pray. pray. Very good. And we learned that in the Bible, Jesus prayed for his disciples. But not only did he pray for his disciples, but he prayed for all, exactly all of us. Because he said, bless those that would believe because of of their influence. So Jesus prayed for each and every one of us who would believe. And then on day four, we learned that the Bible shows us the way to Jesus. And we learned that Jesus is the greatest. Very good. The greatest treasure. He is our greatest treasure. Amen. And then on day five we learned that the Bible shows us the way to live. And we learned that the Apostle Paul had so much faith in Jesus, that even in the midst of a shipwreck, he believed that Jesus would come through. And because of his influence, then others believed as well, and lives were saved. And so that's just a brief recap from this week. And so today, we are going to focus on a beautiful scripture one of the most simple but yet profound ones in all of scripture. The story is told of a preacher who believed in Jesus. And because of his faith in Jesus, he was going to be executed. And so they said to him, we are going to give you one last chance to preach one more sermon. And I would like to say to you, what would your final words be? What, was, what would your final sermon be? And so he thought through his repertoire of sermons. Would he, what would he say? Would he preach on biblical prophecy? Would he preach on the mark of the beast? What would he say? And he decided to go to simplicity and profoundity. And so he said the words of John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever, say it with me, whosoever, whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And he decided that this would be the message that he would present. And just briefly this morning, I want to present this message to you. So boys and girls, the Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have Everlasting life. This is the Christian's hope. And so at this time, I will pause, pause briefly and we will show a brief video.
1: A man fell in a hole. He fell in a hole, and he couldn't get out. A traveler passed by. He told the man to meditate, to purify his mind, and when he reached Nirvana, all suffering would cease. The man did as he was told, but he remained in the hole. Another man appeared. He explained that the hole didn't exist, and neither, in fact, did the man. It was all an illusion. The man who did not exist was still stuck in the hole that was not there. Another visitor arrived. He instructed the man to perform good deeds to improve his karma, and though he would still die in the hole, he might be reincarnated as something magnificent. Another man looked down from above. He taught the man to pray five times a day facing east and to follow five important tenets. If he was faithful, one day, perhaps, the divine would set him free. The man prayed as best he could, but he was losing strength, and in the hole he remained. There was something different about him. He called down to the man in the hole and asked him if he wanted to be free. This man lowered himself into the earth, into the pit. He took hold of the man. And into the light. And the man in the hole, who could not get himself out, was saved.
0: And we saw that Jesus is that man, the last man, the man who is fully God and fully man and he came down to earth to save us. He didn't say do this, do that, do this list of things and then you will be free. But he put on human flesh. He who is fully God became a human being just like me because God cannot die. So he put on flesh so that he could die for my sins and for your sins and when he hung on that cross, A lot of times when we look at pictures, we see that he was clothed in loincloth, but he was not clothed in anything, but he stood there and endured the shame because he knew that one day a little girl by the name of Olivia, she would be born, and so that she could have a choice to choose him, a little girl by the name of Emily, Olivia, and Emily would have a choice, and Easton and Valeria And each and every one of you, Zoe and Edison, he knew that you would be born and he wanted you to have a chance to choose him. And so many mocked him and said, come down from the cross. And let me tell you, he said, I lay my life down. He said, I have the power. If I didn't want you to take it, you wouldn't be able to take it. So we talked about the fact that he's greater than any superhero. He's greater than any Spider-Man that we might hear about. He's greater than any Superman that we might hear about. He said, I lay my life down. And though they mocked him and said, if you are God, then come down from the cross. Though they spit at him and hurled insults at him, he stayed up there because he knew That each and every one of us would be born and that we might have a chance to choose life, to choose him. And so the gospel writer says, for God so loved the world. This is how much he loved the world. He loved the world so that he gave his only begotten son. That word begotten is a Greek word, monogonase. It means the unique one. The only one like him it doesn't mean the one that was born it means the only one of its kind and that is why jesus is the greatest treasure because there is nobody else like jesus he is one of a kind he gave the monogamous say it with me monogamous for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son the monogonese said whosoever hallelujah black white asian Indian: whosoever you know, whosoever believes in him shall not perish. Be perish means to be destroyed eternally. It means to never exist anymore. but whoever believes in Jesus shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And I want to let you know that that life begins at the time you start to believe. The moment you believe, you receive that eternal life. That life which is his spirit inside of you. The Holy Spirit, which our young man prayed for today. This week we talked about the importance of praying daily for the Holy Spirit inside of us. Because that is the only way we can truly live the Christian life. It is impossible for us to love one another without the Holy Spirit inside of us. It's impossible for us to live the Christian life because God doesn't call us to do a to-do list. We saw in the video what the fourth man said, if you pray five times a day, then you will be saved, right? So we talked about this this week. Isn't prayer a good thing, a beautiful thing? It's a beautiful thing. But yet, that does not bring us salvation. Only one thing can save us. And the reason why is because sin is not just the bad things we do. Sin is about a nature. So even if I did everything so-called right, even if I read my Bible every day, even if I return my tithe and offering, even if I live a pure life, I am still sinful and still damned for destruction. Because sin is about my nature. And when Adam and Eve sinned, sin entered into the human nature. So sin is not based on doing and not doing. It's a nature. And there's only one person that can clean up the inside of this nature. And hallelujah, his name is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I love Jesus. I love him. So as I Bring everything together poet says are you fed up no really are you fed up are you tired of struggling on your own with sinful selfish efforts you'll never win listen carefully with sinful selfish efforts you'll never win the battle yes is against Satan and sin what so many fail to realize is that the greatest battle really is with self, because sin lives inside. You see, sin is not just the bad things you do. No, those are just symptoms. Like when we lie, we steal. Those are just symptoms of what lies deeper inside. Inside of you and of me is a nature, a nature that is sinful, a nature that needs to die. Inside of you and of me is a nature, a nature that's sinful, a nature that needs to die. So often when we sin, we're attacking the sinful. Let me stop lying. Let me stop cursing. Let me stop stealing, not realizing that the sin is within. And that sin is so deep that I could never reach in and pull it out. I need someone else to get it out for me, and his name is Jesus Christ. When Nicodemus went to Jesus, Jesus said to him, You must be born. Notice what he said. Be born. It's passive action. Active means that it's something that you can do. Passive means that something needs to be done to you. And this is the gospel, that something needs to be done to us. There's nothing that we can do to clean up the inside. So when we approach sin, we're attacking the symptoms, but Jesus wants to give us the power of his Holy Spirit to come inside of us. and to to enable us to live the Christian life. He says, love one another. We need him to enable us to do that, to give us that love on the inside through his Holy Spirit, so that we love one another, despite externals, despite race or creed. We love. Only he can do that. When he says, do not have pride, we need him to come inside and activate that through the power of his Holy Spirit. And then the Christian life, and then the Christian life is a joy. It's not a burden. It's a joy. We love him. So as we wrap up, I love the language of Spanish. Me encanta la lengua. And this week, because we have so many Spanish-speaking little ones, I tried to use it a little. And with the help of Ms. Ayala, I was able to use it. And so I would like to present a little part in Spanish as well. I pray the Lord helps me remember. Al mundo Dios amó, que su Hijo Él nos dio. Y todo aquel que creer en Él no perezca más tenga vida eterna. He tratado de hallar palabras que decir y hacerte conocer a un Dios de gran poder. Nada puede en este mundo comparar con la paz que siento tu alma. Con loel the esta. Amen. God loves us so much, boys and girls. God loves God loves you so much, and His desire is for us to choose Him because when we choose Him, we receive life—not bios life, not the breathing life, but significance and meaning that comes from His Holy Spirit. That Zoe life. And so I present to you, once again, Jesus, the greatest treasure. Now, there may be someone here. You have heard of Jesus, but you have not given your all to him. You have not surrendered to him. And we learned this week, praise God, that ten little ones have decided to make that step and given their hearts to Jesus and to take that public stand, You know, when you love someone, you want to make a public declaration of it. And in fact, I'm actually engaged and my fiance is here and we will be getting married very soon because you make that public declaration of your love. And baptism is that public declaration of love for Jesus. And if there's anyone here that has not made that declaration, Jesus says, he that believes and is baptized shall be saved. If you have not made that public declaration, I present to you Jesus and give you that opportunity now. Just raise your hands if you have not. We'd like to open the floor for anyone that would like to do that. Don't be shy. Don't be afraid. And if everyone in the house, we got your name earlier. Yes, we have your name on the list. All of you little ones, we have your name down on the list. And if everyone in the house has made that decision, then so happy, and so grateful because it's the best decision you could ever make. Let's bow our heads for a word of prayer. Dear Father, we thank you for all that you have done for us. We thank you for pouring out all of heaven for us and giving us Jesus Christ. And we thank you for the understanding that we need you to live inside of us through the power of your Spirit. And you told us that it's so easy, just ask. Just ask for the Holy Spirit. Lord, please clean out my heart and give me your spirit. And you are willing, more than willing, to pour your spirit out. Thank you so much for all that you have done. Thank you, Lord. Continue to lead us, guide us. And on that day when you return, may each and every one of us be in that number, along with many other souls that have been won to the kingdom. Because of our influence, we love you, we praise you, we thank you. Guard these little ones, God. Guard their hearts and their minds and protect them and their families. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen.